I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. Sunderland AFC lose away to Lincoln in the first leg of the playoff semi-final. To delve in to all of that misery, I'm Roy Fallow and I'm joined as always by Matthew Keelan. How are we, Rory? Not not good, Matthew. (laughs) I I enjoyed going to the pub with you to watch the game. That was nice. First time we've been able to do that for a while. Um, so nice to you know not be sat on my own in the misery and getting to have a bit of gallows humour about it, especially with the comical nature of uh, Lincoln's second goal. So I don't know. That was that was probably the only positive though, wasn't it, Matthew? It was. It was. It was. It was a nice. Uh, we had a nice time, didn't we? Apart from yeah. the match, which <laughs> is the purpose of the visit to the pub. But... Uh, oh, yeah, but it's, it's more the excuse at the same time, isn't it? Yeah, like I mean, we didn't leave. On the final whistle, did we? So, yeah. Like. yeah, we should have left like during the game. Got oh, to another club no, no, instead. No, no. <laughs> no matter what the score, I still stay at the end. I'm still at the end. Like <laughs> singing, that. I was singing that last night in the pub. But I'm still. Oh, yeah, the end. you were, mate. I can can confirm. No sat one can say otherwise. Not yeah, very sat, loud. Sat down. Not shouting. Had your back right. and everything as well. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also joined as well this evening by Wiseman Say regular Craig Clark. Human me, like. Absolutely human. Evening, Craig. <laughs> still raging, still raging about it. I don't know why. I wasn't like optimistic about it, but like you start watching it and you think, you know, it's the playoffs, isn't it? And then you're like, nah, we're still shit. <laughs> does that make you a bit more? Does that make you a bit more human though? Because that was actually going to be like me, me first question. Like, how are we still? How are we feeling now? It's nearly 24 hours on. I'm obviously we've been chatting in the in the group chat then today, and we were all fuming this morning, but. I'm guessing it's not subsided for anyone at all, has it? And the fact that we, you know, we didn't expect anything of like oddly makes you more frustrated about it, doesn't it? Because it's like my expectations were so low, and it's still really shit. It's still even worse than my expectations. Like, is anyone is anyone feeling rational about it at all yet? Or are we all just still fuming and gonna go in on them on this pod? Well, I just like hate them because like <laughs> it's just pathetic. Like, I had no hopes for last night. I had already tweeted that the game would be done and dusted after the first leg. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, I, and the fact that you've just said, Roy, that they haven't hit even them expectations is like, whoa, really impressed by them, to be honest, for that, for, for kickoff. Fair play, yeah. But like, I'm, I was annoyed, but why, like, anyone who is surprised, why were you surprised? Because we're shit. I think some people had managed to convince themselves that 
we weren't going to be the Sunderland that finished the season. And I think in some of the podcasts and the build-up of the playoffs, when we knew we were just going to be in the playoffs, we were saying, look, initially, we need to get some form back for the playoffs. As that didn't happen, we said, right, they've got to kind of look at it as this isolated tournament. We've shown previously that under this manager, we can put a run of results together and we only need three of them. And I think the manager was talking about treating it like that as well. So mm-hmm. you could have bought into that. Personally, I didn't because I said months ago when me and Rory both thought we'd go unbeaten and go up automatically. <laughs> if we that. didn't go, uh, but it, we, did I did. I, well, I did say to be fair, if we didn't go unbeaten, we wouldn't go up because this would have happened. I didn't think it would be this bad. <laughs> I mean, but that was just an extension of what we've seen for the past two months. I mean, I looked, and the last time we beat a team at home by two goals was March at home. With, that's when the opposition didn't go down to 10 men. Sure. That's okay. a long time ago. Well, that as well. Like We need to do that in order to take an extra That's time. exactly right. That's okay. what I mean. So I looked it up and I was thinking, right, well, when was the last time we looked like good enough to do what we need to do on Saturday? And it was against a crap team, Rochdale, <laughs> I think. Or was that? Yeah, it was Rochdale in March. We beat them 2-0 at home. And as I think Chris said in the group chat, they actually... Uh, or played us for large parts of that game. And then in a away game, we'd beat Atrington 2-0. Other than that, we've beaten Oxford 3-1 and Plymouth 3-1. And both of those games, they went down to 10 men. Mm. I thought it was remarkable how bad... I mean, we have been bad, but we were just unbelievably shit. They didn't turn up. <laughs> well, this is it. Like, you, you mentioned the the restart thing, like, both of you, and... We, we just didn't see it at all, did we? So why, why should we be so surprised that the same team has turned up with a manager yet again, overcomplicating things and yeah. various players going missing or having poor games? And, and because it was just all so poor, it's hard to know where to lay the blame like squarely, isn't it? Because it's just all around so bad. Like players who we know aren't brilliant, but are better than this are really underperforming like and I know he's a player who gets mentioned a lot this season because his form has been up and down but Max Power is probably your prime example in these games he usually maybe if he doesn't have like he might not have a brilliant game but he'll still be visible won't he he'll still be putting the tackles in he'll still be showing and he was just invisible last night and possibly his worst ever game for Sunderland and it says something when Josh Scohan outperforms you in the midfield because Again, not brilliant, but he was doing that thing of trying to chase the ball down at least, putting his foot in, like actually, and it's very, it's very much a low bar, but like actually trying and looking like mm. he, he wanted to get something from the game. And I'm not saying the players are just chucking it in and, and a player like Power's obviously not going to do that. But when you've got players performing that badly and we'll get onto the manager in a little bit because there's mistakes he made, does it, give you an element of sympathy with Johnson at all? Because there are, there are players out there who aren't, who, who are underperforming, who, who aren't playing to a standard that they've previously shown in either recent seasons like Max Power or in that run of good form that we had in sort of February, March time. Um, mate, no, not really. Because I, I, I just, for, for me, like, I don't, for a kickoff, I know we were going to get one of the manager. I don't know why Ledbetter is not playing that game last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, can, I think we should. We all agree with that, right? Why didn't yeah. he start yeah. the game? Like, 
I just I find it really difficult to be honest to have any sympathy for the manager. I know the players are the the players were, were dreadful, um, and they have been for some weeks now. And but I just can't. I just <laughs> I just don't really like <laughs> him, and I find it really difficult to to like. Me, I, I do. I know what you mean, and like the players obviously need to shoulder a lot of the blame because they've they were the ones actually doing it and not turning up. But it's just him again thinking he's cleverer than he is for me with some of his teams, some of his decisions, like leaving just doing this personal thing that he seems to have with Chris Maguire, mm. just being like stubborn about it. And this, like, there's something as well I, I heard mentioned a few times in the lead up to the game in the playoffs of like Johnson being the manager to get us up for a one off or a final or a playoff campaign and whatever. And people going, well, he got us up for the final in the pizza trophy. I go, do we really do we so is it now then really that maybe that he didn't get us up for that game and we were just playing Tranmere Rovers? <laughs> well, well we played Lincoln in the semi final to be fair. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't this bad. Lincoln, well, yeah. Lincoln didn't have the same team out in that game that they did last night either. I think they changed it around a bit. Can we also stop this idea that that Pizza Cup final has any bearing whatsoever on anything? One, like you say, it was Tranmere, Matthew. Two, that tournament. Now, if we've gone up, great. It's just like a funny addition to the season. But now that we haven't, it's like, oh, great. Well, I know we could still in CV make the final and go up. But obviously the season looks shot a bit. When that, that Cup final win to me is just a complete embarrassment in many respects. <laughs> No, it just, right. yeah. I, the, I think Flanagan got injured. I've mentioned this before in that final. So him being rushed back for that, and now he's been brought back in again and being a complete disaster. He's played well for the first 45, but he's arguably to blame for both goals. He's certainly partially to blame for both goals because he's not fit and he's not played for two months. And the reason he's not played for two months is so he can win some trophy that the club should never have been competing for in a competition we once played Newcastle's under twenty one side in, like hey, we we'll get a defender next season. Yeah. Oh well, something. there's a there's a treat, isn't there's there? There's the priority. Right. <laughs> it's there. just like the whole season has just been flushed down the toilet in the last two months. It's 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 hard to bear. Like it really is because you mentioned Josh Scone as well. There, uh, Rory. I'm not as hard on him as some people, but I do understand the frustrations with him because he can't pass the ball very well yeah. and he's a midfielder. But last night. He's running out of the left wing quite a lot. And he was on the left wing far too often, I thought. Then to the point where you're thinking, is this a tactic? Because McGeady mm. was coming really, really narrow. And Scowan's running with the ball, <clears throat> looking over his shoulder, because there's no one moving in front of him. Yeah, you felt for him in instances like that, didn't oh, you? It was horrible to watch, wasn't it? Because you're like, looking and thinking, you've had a week and a half to come up with this game plan. Yeah. What is it? I mean, we can't really ignore going in on the manager anymore, can we? Because oh, you, we brought us on the, <laughs> on the team selection there and it's sort of the elephant in the room. And you mentioned how narrow we were, Craig. It was a return to the sort of four triple two, wasn't it? I don't really know where Lyndon Gooch was supposed to be playing because it didn't seem like he was playing as a 10, where actually I, I, I don't like him in that position. I prefer him out wide, but against Plymouth quite recently. And, you know, people say, well, it's only Plymouth, but, you know, it's still a side with a, a great rank. I know, I know. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have him in the middle. Um, <laughs> but that's, you know, a side who had a decent sort of home record and 
we struggled to beat at home. So he, he had a he had a good game in in that game in the, in the number ten. But then we playing him, it, he seemed to be a little bit deeper. He didn't. I, I just don't know what his role was when he's a player who does perform better out wide, and it goes back to this overcomplicating things, doesn't it? I don't think it helps the likes of McGeady, the likes of Jones. And Johnson said multiple times that he wants to play a 4-3-3. That's what he wants to do next season. Last, like Fair enough, sometimes there's been times this season where he's had to use what's available due to injuries. But last night, there was no reason he couldn't have played a 4-3-3. It might have meant he had to make a difficult decision and leave one of the more attacking players out, like either McGeady or Jones or Gooch. But look at how poor Jones was last night. Gooch was just wasted in the role he was playing. Would we not have been better sacrificing one of them to put Ledbetter or even Carl Winchester into that midfield to make us look a bit more cohesive? get those wingers wide and actually give some service to Charlie White. And I'm I'm not making excuses for White. He wasn't brilliant last night either, but give the lad a chance, put some crosses into him. That's his strength. Like he just seems to overcomplicate all the time, the manager, doesn't he? And when he's doing something, when he's doing stuff like that, and he's doing it so regularly in such a big game, you can't defend it at all, can you? Like it's just, it, it, it makes an, We'll get under his comments as well, but when you couple them two things together, what is it to get behind there at the minute with with Lee Johnson? Because you know these crunch games, you need to see something, don't you? Well, I'll, I'll one thing. I don't think it would have been a difficult decision to leave Jordan Jones out. He's played well for about a month in his time at the club. And that's probably and been kind. Actually, I think I so. I, I thought he was absolutely gutless last night. I would yeah. probably say, in some ways. He was the worst player on the pitch. I know he had that left-footed shot, but he hasn't seemed interested at all in playing for this football club. And he, we got warned about this. Um, somebody is a Kilmarnock fan mentioned it. I'm sorry, I can't remember his Twitter handle, but he did mention that once he basically signed the deal for Rangers, he didn't care about playing for Kilmarnock and he was just kind of pandering to the Rangers fans. And what I've, on Twitter, he's, he's doing that with Rangers again because he knows he's yeah, going yeah, back yeah. there. And it's like, can you not just focus on playing for Sunderland, please? Like, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And, <laughs> like, he, he shouldn't have played. Lyndon Gooch should have been on the right. And like you say, probably led better in the midfield would have given you. If he wants to play 4-3-3, I think in the past we've made excuses and said, look, you know, he's having to play all nine centre-back and then that's meaning Powers having to go right back. And, you know, we've got sympathy. Okay, well, last night you've got an opportunity two central midfielders on the bench and that's what you've come up with. So what's the excuse this time, Lee? You've got a striker who's thrived on crosses, especially from Aidan McGeady. So you make Aidan McGeady play really narrow again. And even some sympathy, if you want to give some sympathy to Jordan Jones, you could say the bloke's a winger who likes to go outside his man. Yeah. What what you're making him play narrow for? How's that benefiting anyone? It's just a complete mess. He got a lovely bottle of champagne, though, didn't he, from Rangers? So that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he dr- drank that before he came on. The yeah, board. I was going to say it. It's probably a dar thing to say. It? <laughs> no, but it's true. The way he might as well have. I don't think he's very good, really. Um, like He's had a few good games. Like, well, he's had a few flashes in games yeah. recently, and he's had a few when he had two or three games where he looked good, I guess which it was then decided that we should spend loads of money on him. 
um, <laughs> which I just don't think we should do at all because, no. like, I, I, know, I don't know people like Celtic or Rangers and that, but like, the, like pandering to them on Twitter at the minute while you're playing for another club, it's just frankly it's pathetic. Like, do it after the season. Do it I don't care season. that you've got a bottle of champagne like for winning the league. You didn't play. Like yeah. you might as well just. The send manager the hated you. You, yeah, might as well just send video. Fu- you might as well just send the fans bottles of champagne. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's it's embarrassing, and like, I don't want him. I just like f- f- fuck him off. Don't even bother playing him in the second leg for me. No, he's sick of him because he doesn't want to. He doesn't care. Compare him, be- by the way, to to Sanderson and his kind of yeah. demeanour. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Sanderson has come across as a much more. Maybe maybe it's just because Sanderson's also played really, really well for Sunderland and Jordan Jones has played well a couple of times. But I just feel Sanderson's carried himself in a way that is more endearing. And like he would actually... Like more you know, he's, he's, Yeah, well, yeah, it has been, yeah. No, it so, has. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> Sanderson is Sanderson. Like, I mean, a, a lot of it's probably come through him being injured, really, like... The, the collapse that we've had. It has. Um, it has. But like that still doesn't but he but he, he only played by mistake. <laughs> it took him ages to get like, him exactly. And then he was at right back. And... <laughs> I'm just putting putting him at right here. Like, I mean fuck me. But to stick <laughs> with this sort of like argument of well not argument, but discussion over like players or manager to blame. Lincoln weren't very good last night and obviously oh, that, that, that means they were, they were there to be exploited weren't they but Bailey Wright just before they score puts a header off the oh. bar Ian McGeady had chances mm. last night where he couldn't even well one actually he put on target but couple way blazed over or, or put wide rather where he, he should be at least putting them on target and he overcomplicated the chances maybe there were opportunities there, and that's I think that's worth highlighting in terms of the sort of players letting things down as well. And then when you add to that the defensive calamities for both goals as well, like no matter how you set your team up, that's still inexcusable. The the second goal, you know, that's basic, isn't it? Like it's a terrible back pass from Flanagan, but that doesn't excuse what Burge does for me. And I've seen a lot of debate over who's at fault. I think you can acknowledge that neither covered themselves in glory for it. Is is that fair for the second goal or do we it's think just a mess? Like it's a terrible back pass. But like Burge could just put it out of play. Yeah. Like, put out for a throw in if you're not mm-hmm. sure. Just just you don't have to like Fucking leather it either. You can just literally pass it out of play. Yeah, like fucking launching it like like a child. You just get <laughs> honestly like I'm. Re- I wasn't even annoyed before this. I was just laughing at them. I'm absolutely fuming now. Like just, just bringing it all back up, isn't it? Morons that are playing for us at the minute. Like, <laughs> well, let's keep that fume going because the first goal was, oh, I think, actually, well, it was argu- arguably worse because you can because. Ex- you know, mad things like that second goal just happen now and again, don't well, they? We got like one players... in the playoff final, didn't we? Like, yeah, exactly. A, a more ridiculous one, <laughs> arguably. And you know, players at all that happens with teams at all levels will make daft mistakes like that. But for the first goal, 
we were just desperate to let them score. Like, fair play to Burge actually made a, you know, I don't know how much he knew about it, but he made a save, didn't he? Mm. And then we had about 80 attempts to get rid of the ball and just let them put in, a, I don't know if it was a cross or a scuffed shot, but regardless, it got through to the back post and the Lincoln player was there to tap it in. If he missed it, there was someone else waiting behind him as well. <laughs> I think they were both on, well, obviously the lad who put it in was onside, but I think the other player was as I well. Think it's just he might like, have been just offside. Well, that doesn't stuff. fit with me narrative, Matthew, so stop, please. Right. <laughs> um, but like, how many chances do you want to give them to score? And over this terrible run of form we've had, we've just been gifting teams goals, haven't we? And if you were thinking that we were going to push the reset button, that first goal probably said, nah, that's not happening, is it, lads? I mean, that goal, like, we said to you at the time, like, I think you said, Rory, like, you got away with that mm-hmm. when Birds made the save and they've still scored. But <laughs> I think the header from Power wasn't good, but there wasn't really a lot he could have done with it to no. clear it. But, like, Gooch on the edge of the box is just pathetic. Yeah, like, he, he just gets knocked out of the way. And then just Flanagan and Wright, the centre-heart, honest, my God, that goal. Just nowhere, neither. Just, and then he's just walked them. in at the back post and just put it in. Like, I come, but when you conceding goals, like, honestly, you don't deserve to get fucking promoted. We deserve everything we get, giving goals away like that. It's pathetic. They're fucking absolutely risable, all of them. I'm just thinking about it there, right? And you mentioned Gooch, and just thinking about his position again, right? And it, it makes. And you mentioned Carl Winchester, and I'm thinking, right? We've signed Winchester based on data, apparently. I think the data was obviously faxed in by Gary Johnson, Lee's dad. But anyway, <laughs> like we've signed him to sit him on the bench. You know, the one player we'd signed in January who started a game was Jones, and he was awful. And you think you've got Winchester and Ledbetter on the bench, and you're playing Gooch in midfield. What on earth is that about? So then you've got Gooch in that kind of position having to deal with that. And he shouldn't, it should have been one no, of the midfielders yeah, you've got right. on the bench. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I can't understand what his thinking is behind I think it's called blue sky um, thinking, Greg. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> we wouldn't understand. <laughs> I just, no, it's too blue sky for me, you know. So, well. You know what I hate about Lee Johnson? He uses words <laughs> wrong. All the time. He uses Can we compile a list of things we heard about our football club manager? Oh, the, the list would be very long. It might, we might be here all night. But that, <laughs> well, I, think use... <laughs> I want to write a book on Lee Johnson's misused words. Like when he described the velocity of the club. He doesn't yeah. know what the word velocity means, does he? But it's got nah, like a couple yeah, of syllables. About... <laughs> no, his dad wouldn't say that. <laughs> dad would probably Fuck call the me. club fucking massive, which would be better. And it would <laughs> it resonate would. with supporters better. Yeah, it was. Well, so basically, it... what we're saying is, sack him. Well, his dad probably wouldn't say that the second leg's potentially going to be one of the biggest days oh. in the club's history. And I'll just play devil's advocate a little bit with that and say, you know, is his point, is the point he's badly trying to make? We need to get out of this division and we've beaten Sunderland's been here for too long. So it's it's a big, does he mean it's a big moment in, in the club's history, which there's kind of a point there, a bit of context. But even so, if that's the point he's trying to make badly, he's got to realise how that's going to sound, doesn't he? Like it's Sunderland in League One playing a second leg 
in the playoffs against Lincoln, already 2-0 down. Like it should this setting leg should be a formality for us, Lee. It should we should all we should be the ones 2-0 up, just thinking, ah, we're gonna breeze through this as well. Get whoever in the final, it doesn't matter, we'll just breeze past them as well. Or actually, we should have gone up automatically. Like it shouldn't even be in this yeah. situation. So is he is anyone else a bit worried? Now I've mentioned this on the pod before, and I think um I can't remember who. I think someone disagreed with us that on this, but does he understand the magnitude of the job or and the size of the club? And there's maybe an element of sympathy there because he's not managed with fans in, he's not had a chance to meet fans, but he still should be doing his homework. He's worked in football, he should be aware of how he's managed against Sunderland, for example, when he's um, been at Bristol City. So he should have that base level awareness but when you say things like that even if it's not what he's meant you just think back to like when we had people like Roy Keane manage us or, or even like you know someone like Sam Allardyce the likes of Gus Poyer, Dick Advocate they wouldn't come out with that kind of thing it's a, it's a little bit actually comes across a bit talking down here in a way Patronizing. Patronizing. yeah it, rem- it reminds us of a less dour version of of Moyes when he said mm-hmm. that when Moyes said we're in a relegation battle and just giving us given that feel of like you're kind of lucky to have me here and this is where you belong do you know what I mean and like again maybe I'm being a bit harsh but no I think you're right you've got to look at the optics of of how saying things like this sound and when there'll be fans potentially on your back from from kickoff, especially if Lincoln get an early goal, and then you're saying stuff like that, it's hard to reverse that, isn't it? And I think he's got to wise up to this kind of thing and, you know, off-the-pitch comments and results on the pitch will, will do that more than anything. But is anyone else worried that he's just not, and I, to use a bit of a cliched phrase, that he's just not getting us well, at the moment? I just, like, back to something you asked earlier, sort of, like, any sympathy you might have with him and, like, in terms of not being able to play like with injuries or whatever, or the players not turning up. It just goes out the window when he just says things like that. He just comes out in interviews after a week. And I did say a few uh, a couple of months ago or a few weeks ago on a podcast that when we lose, I find him like absolutely like intolerable. Like <laughs> because he just says things that like he's read in a in like books about business and they they don't <laughs> even apply to f- like, and even when we win, like you're talking about sharks and stuff, going to school, <laughs> just, just stop it. Just don't. You don't need to do this. Like people don't want to hear this, Lee. Really, if I'm being honest, and you can get it. People will find it funny if we're winning, and like when the players O'Brien did the shark celebration and stuff, quite probably was taking a piss out of him. And like, <laughs> I just anything goes out the window when he. How does he think a comment like that sounds after we just lost two nil to Lincoln? We've been in this division for three seasons now. Like we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear you coming out and saying shit like this. Like it's it's just it's not helping. It's wrong. Like we're not going to overturn it anyway because you're going to pick some stupid team on Saturday. <laughs> like, I'm just sick of him. I'm honestly, and I don't. I'm sick of like I'm sick of talking about him. I've had enough. Well, Bobby, <laughs> I'm going. I was going to say, <laughs> is that is enough? The end of the pod, <laughs> Bobby. When when you said about understanding the size of the club I think I might have agreed with you I can't remember but I would also say and I don't know if I said this publicly or just you know when we've been chatting in the group and that but he strikes me as the kind of manager who won't um, kind of fit in that well I think there's a profile of manager that sort of appeals to Sunderland fans and this is just you know rightly or wrongly 
it just feels like the case to me. So it goes back in our lifetimes to Peter Reed. He's got that, that he's, you know, he's a scouser and he's like, you know, he had a team that was very aggressive and very attacking. And you think about some of the other managers who've actually done very bad jobs like Paolo Di Canio, <laughs> but he speaks the fans language in some respects because he's feisty type of guy. Johnson's like a wet paper towel. Well, I was going to mention... Here's things like even Stevens. Yeah. Even yeah. Stevens? Yeah. You're not teaching a kindergarten class, pal. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> well, I was going to mention like Chris Coleman, a manager who yeah. underperformed and was in charge when we got relegated from the championship. And, you know, we've heard all the stuff like now, like behind the scenes, that apparently he wasn't putting into practice the type of stuff he was saying, mm-hmm. but... Most fans, and we got relegated from the championship with Coleman, despite us actually, especially when you look back on it now, we were quite, well, obviously we were terrible, but there wasn't even like there was any sort of green shoot. And obviously, obviously there was like off the pitch stuff and that, but because of what he said, and similar to what you said about Peter Reid, actually, Craig, like he's from South Wales, socioeconomically very similar to the North East. So he, he, he got the sort of vibe of the region as well. And he spoke, spoke the fans' language to use the way you put it. But most people are like, Coleman's the man for League One because mm-hmm. of what he said. And yes, on the pitch results are, are more important, but it'll buy you a lot of time. Does And I, I think you're right, Craig and, and, and Matt, like, does he fit? And when, if we're going to crash out of the playoffs after the bad run of form, I said this a couple of weeks ago on the pod, it'll mean next season he's got to get off to a flyer because there's all this stuff now. There's the bad results. There's the talking shite. Like, it won't wash. <laughs> it, it won't wash, though, will it? Like It won't. It do, it's not that... I think that's why somebody like Paul Cook would have been a good fit here. The yeah. way I've heard him talk about Sunderland on TV when he's out of work is music to me. Years. It's someone who gets the football club and he's got nothing to do with the football club. What you're saying, Rory, is absolutely spot on. He sounds like a man who has been, he's, you know, he's a bit like an MP who's been dropped into a local yeah, area because it's yeah. a, sort, a safe seat. And mm. and he, he doesn't really understand the vibe of the area for me. Yeah. Um, so far, I think the only way he could have, you know, in some ways I think the football club and the fan base could do well to get away from, you know, just sort of aligning with a specific profile of character. But then again, to an extent, Gus Poyet, the style of football wasn't Sunderland in inverted commas, but I think he did tap into something that the fans got on board with up until a point when he lost, lost his big mind. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Where Johnson, he really it had to be results because of the division we're in and the type of character he is. We had to basically do what he stated his aim was, and that was to win the league. And I think fans would have been really, really on board with it. And he could have become quite endearing despite all of this stuff, because he could have been, you know, he worked his way into the sort of fans' hearts. Yeah, yeah. The way things have gone, this is the worst run, arguably, in the club's history. When you look at where we are in the, in the pyramid, that run of results to finish the season was... The, the teams you're playing against, though? Like, yeah. The, like, I mean, I know they finished fifth, but it's Lincoln. Like, we, 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 we're going into a second leg of a playoff hoping to take Lincoln City to penalties and it's just an absolute <laughs> have to get in 45 minutes before as well like you've got to get in early you can't even have uh, a pint while you're in the ground early uh, just uh, to try and overturn I wonder how many people deficit. haven't seen them rules 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a shit. Oh, oh I, I thought, thought it was even. I thought it's 60. Yeah. Uh. Uh, I thought the kickoff was 6 p.m. Shit, yeah. I've missed it. What are you? Oh, we lost three. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hill. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. Sacked. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's some... <laughs> The Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terraces. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the discount code WMS10 at the checkout stage. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast presented by Matt Keeling and Rory Fallow, available from your usual podcast platform. For more information, just search for From the Terraces. I think... Um... We obviously have gone in quite hard on the manager, and look, we're not out of it, despite all the joking. I'm not positive at all that we're going to get a result on Saturday. But there was a stat that threw up on Sky, uh, and it was that we'd scored in the first, with one of the top scorers in the first 15 minutes. I think we got 18 yeah, I goals. Yeah. I don't think we've done it a lot recently, but if we suddenly do do that, it's game on because that crowd will be right behind that team. We do it against Accrington, maybe. We scored yes. two fairly early goals there. We did, didn't we? Yeah. And then obviously, look how that went. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we scored but, three that day, though. So, you know, <laughs> ignore the amount of conversations. But, but we can do just it. for argument's sake, say we do make get our 19th goal in the first 15 minutes of games. With the fans in the crown, in the ground, suddenly things do potentially take on a different feel. I, I don't think we've got it in us because I think Stephen in a group chat mentioned last night, and I thought it was scarily accurate. They look like a division above us. And oh, yeah. I just don't know how you turn that around in three days when he had a week and a half to prepare for the first leg and we were that bad. And yeah. what you said was true, true Rory, about chances, but how many of them were from open play and were chances in the box? There were speculative long-range efforts and a header from a corner. I don't think we created anything for Charlie White. And the one chance he did have, he was flagged offside, mm-hmm. but his shot was pathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was terrible. But we created nothing in the box for him. Nothing. I think the three-day thing, though, could, you know, we're going on about Johnson overthinking things. Might be a positive in that he doesn't have time to do that. He just has <laughs> to, honestly, I know it sounds flippant, but, like, he just has to pick a team that he thinks can tear them apart. And my worry is, to, to move this on to, to looking at the at the second leg now, my worry is Lincoln are quite professional look quite professional and you look at the way Liam Brid cut off all people like getting man of the match really funny um how solid <laughs> how solid th- that they'll, they'll probably be for this second leg yes they weren't in the first leg but will they be that sloppy again probably not but it is stupid because 
especially like on Saturday morning and especially you know when you know when you get your two pint optimism uh, as I always like to call it like that second <laughs> pint where you start thinking ah well like if if we get that early goal there'll be fans in and Lincoln psychologically will play that 10 yards like deeper and with the options off the bench like you, you do never know so it is probably done and dusted but I don't think it's it's completely wrapped up because like you said Craig if we get a goal in that first 20 minutes it changes the complexion completely um let's think of let's talk about team selection for that second leg what changes would we make because it's obvious that we need to make some and the elephant in the room with that one I think I've said elephant in the room a lot there in this pod actually I need to freshen that up a bit but the elephant in the room is Chris Maguire didn't we've Matt you mentioned is Johnson's weird vendetta against Mm. Chris Maguire (laughs) would anyone obviously I think he should be involved more but would anyone chuck him into the starting 11 for this game well, I'd rather see him in the team than Jordan's, to be honest. Um, I just think you've got. To, I just think if you want, if you want to have any chance of overturning this, if you want it sparking, there's no point keeping him on the bench because we need to start quickly. It's almost like bringing him on at half time. Now, I guess, like mm. you're two 0 yeah. down at half time, to use like a cliche. Um, I think he would do that if it was still two 0 at half time. I think, but uh, but but like uh, we need to start that we need to start like we need to start quickly. And I think yeah. you you start him from for us. I would play him. I don't know where. I don't know who comes out. I don't know, but I would have him in the team. Um, I just think he's if you've got any chance, you need players like who you need players like him in the team. For all you know, he's flatters to deceive and cut, doesn't play very well half the time he knows what it takes and he is one that does get the club and yeah. does get how big it is and like what like what type of club it is and I like you gotta use him and but I don't think he will because I'll go I think he'll I think he'll just go back to his well he doesn't like him does he um no. and I just think it's weird and also like but not not to the element, not to the extent that it was with McGeady, but it's to the detriment of the team, and it's just fucking stupid, to be honest. Can we just say as well, mentioning McGeady, it's kind of hilarious that you know he was lauded for bringing McGeady back, and obviously it was the right decision because he's contributed a lot. But we've also actually <laughs> he hasn't yeah. actually done any better no. with him in no, the no. team than Parkinson was doing with him out of the team. So you know what does that say? Yes, it isn't his squad, but he brought back our best player and we're still a load of shit. Also, it, it, I think what will happen is he'll probably go 4-4-2. I think he'll put Stewart on from the start. I think because we played a lot of long balls anyway and we're going to have to get at them and get at them early. And I, I don't see that we've got... If he isn't going to play a 4-3-3 in the first leg where you would have taken a nil-nil draw or a 1-1 draw, he's not going to do it in a game where you're chasing and you're 2-0 behind. I think I know what you mean, Craig. Light. I know what you mean, Craig, but I think we're better attacking-wise, 4-3-3, even though on paper that might look a bit defensively. But I think we're more cohesive and we move... Do we not move forward a bit quicker? Does it not allow your full-backs to overlap a little bit more? Obviously, Denver Hume's probably going to miss out, but with Luke O'Nine at right-back, McFadden scored against Lincoln at home, to be fair, by pushing <laughs> forward. <laughs> Let's not forget that. So is it not more cohesive to go 4-3-3 for that reason, though? 
yes, that you make a very good rational, logical point. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Lee Johnson will be doing that because <laughs> of everything he's done for the past two months. To me, it strikes me as he's going to just go along and get the the one thing that I will say for if he does do it, he'll have the wingers playing wide, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and at least White won't be as isolated. Yeah, that's um, the only instance where Stuart and White up front together works. If you play with a lot of width and bang a lot of balls in, then it makes sense. Um, if he was going two up front, I don't know if he's injured, but I'd be putting O'Brien in before before Stuart. Um, Likewise. O'Brien, O'Brien wasn't even on the bench last no. night, was he? And I've not seen anything mentioned, so I don't know if he was one of the players that Johnson mentioned as being potentially injured. But to, to, just, to just go back to Maguire, I think, you know, he's, he is the man for the big occasion, isn't he? Did anyone see the clip on social media where the club were filming the players come out of the warm-up and obviously the Lincoln fans were yeah. booing when our players came out and Chris Maguire like, looked down the camera and, was, and said something like, it's been a while, I've missed hearing that or something yes. like that. Like, he, he loves it. And to not utilise that sort of play, like, it's it's just... It, like, is mind-numbingly stupid, to be honest. Like, it's infuriating and... Like, I, I agree with what you said, Matt. I, I'd like to start him. I don't necessarily know who for because mm. I'd rather have him in ahead of Jones, but 4-2-3-1 with Maguire, Gooch and McGeady, I don't think works particularly. I think it would be harsh to drop Gooch because, yes, he, he wasn't great in the first leg, but overall recently he's one of our... He has been one of the few players to be in fair, good form. When he went wide, I thought he was our best player. He was really getting exactly. at that fullback, yeah. so you have to start him on the right, in my opinion. If so you play McGeady, Maguire, maybe do you, do you rotate? I don't think he will, but that would gonna... that, that would probably have to be the one. And mm. in that instance, you could see why Maguire wouldn't start. But then at least give him half an hour. Like if Gooch tires and you want something a bit different, or if you need, you know, another attacking option, then you take a midfielder off or whatever and, and bring Maguire on. Like, it's just how he's not being used. Like, he has to get at least... It's stupid. If we're chasing it, at least half an hour, 20 minutes in this game, doesn't he? At least. We had yeah. five, give him five, 10 minutes last night. Get your one goal and your right back in that tie. He can score from 30 yards out of nothing. Yeah. That's all we were resorting to anyway. Yeah. Long-range shots. Why not bring mm-hmm. the player on who can strike a ball from distance? Isn't it like for such a supposedly like thoughtful manager who thinks and strategizes, that's like football basics. It's literally you're running out of time in the first half of the two legs. He's your trump card. You don't throw Jack Diamond on. What's the point in that? Ridiculous. Um, what about Grant Ledbetter? Do we chuck him? He has to go into the midfield for me as well. A bit of we saw a Bridcus did for Lincoln last night. I know it's different because we're chasing the game, but we're still going to need some leadership because there was none of that on in the first leg and a bit of composure and just, you know, he's, he's one of our better players. He can, he can ping a ball like to, to create a chance out of nothing. Can't he can, he's got a long range shot on him as well to go back to what you just mentioned, Craig. And I think power looks a bit better when Ledbetter's alongside him as well. So, I wouldn't be against a three-man midfield of Ledbetter, Power, Scorn, or, or even Winchester chucked into that, to be honest, because he, he he wouldn't make things worse, would he? No, I think I think he's done all right. Like, in the games he's played Winchester, I think. We're not lucky to have him anymore, though, bored of that. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, that's how bad it is. 
God, this but, is sad. Um, I was just wrestling with a dog as I try and make this point. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I would definitely let Better comes in um, just to try and get a grip on the game, which we never had, um, which was obvious where it was coming from. Um, and just to like, for me, nullify Liam Bridcut. Like, <laughs> but just like uh, to match them, just to match him. Like, just, yeah, yeah. D- d- and then I don't know, like, Scowen. It's kind of either or, really, isn't it? In the middle. Like, yeah, he'll, 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 he'll pick so, Scowen, Morning. He, um, he loves him. And I think, you know, he was, he, he wasn't by no means the worst player last night. So he, he will start on Saturday. Um, but, I just don't. I'm not really asked because we're not going to win. So, and well, and, 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 and it's it hard really to care hard. when you know the team selection's probably going to be weird again, isn't like, it? Like, yeah, for all exactly. we're talking about this year, it's still going to be oh, something bizarre. Isn't no, it? Like Jack Diamond will probably play. Like left <laughs> oh, back. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, <laughs> well, I'm that, that, you know. I was going to say that wouldn't actually be, be too terrible. Given oh, I forgot play. about him having to play. Yeah, we uh, finally get to see him in the flesh. Point, That's moment. Ah, nice. oh, moment in the first half last night when he just like. Did some of the worst defending I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, yeah. The ball bounced. Yeah. Like, kind of looked like he was going to go and attack it, then didn't, but kind of stood yeah. too far to be able to intercept it. Yeah. But not close enough to, and enough, but not far away to like be able to get back <laughs> and sort of cover. And he just, it was this man is just a man for Lincoln. Just walked past him with the ball, and it was just embarrassing. Honestly, watching him, and it was a really funny shot of. You know, when cameras zooming in on something, I think we were zooming in on the crowd, but like sometimes the players will walk past and like yeah. they're really close up. Well, they were zooming in on something and the, he ran past, and he just like was tracking someone back and the panic on his face. He's like, ah, oh, I've got to get back and try. And he's just like zoomed in on this idiot that we've got playing for us. Oh, well. We can look forward to a bit of that on can Saturday. We should we should also mention the fact that for much our much vaunted away record. So you know, going away from home, we've got this great away record. Guess who's got the best away record? Uh, in the oh, one. Oh, is, is it Rochdale? <laughs> well, is it AFC it Wimbledon? Both of them are actually no. It's neither of them. It's, <laughs> no, uh, it's it, not. It's it's not. No, the, it's yes. It's Lincoln City is who it? have oh. lost. Lost only four times away from home this season oh, in the league. Um, Just as well, we're not playing them then. <laughs> we had we had only lost three times away from home this season and lost our fourth away game last night. So it's possible. Uh, but Lincoln had a really, really shit home record. I think they were down in about 15th, 16th mm. best at home. So, Luckily, you know, we have a really good home record. Well, <laughs> thankfully, ours is um, the twelfth best. Oh, well, oh, lovely. So, right. Well, banging mid-table there. Excellent. So. That'll do. But Lee Johnson, of course, has called on the fans, you know, to get back. This, going back to that greatest thing ever, whatever it was that he said, right? And it's like, actually, Lee, it's, it would only be so impressive because you've put us in a situation where we have to overcome a 2 nil deficit. If we'd just done our job... It would have been a normal game where we just nice had to win time. 1-0. A nice time. Yeah, exactly. Nice time. exactly. Now like we're, now nice we're climbing Kilimanjaro to get past Lincoln City of all teams. To lose, to play for the right to lose to Blackpool in the final. Yeah. Who, by the way, they look, the, the two of their better players, I think, weren't playing and they just look light years ahead of us. Compared, I know they were playing Oxford who aren't particularly great, but they just looked 
slick and professional. But they still were given like Oxford chances throughout mm, that game true. as well. Like they're, they're a team with weaknesses that we wouldn't oh, yeah, check. Yeah. Well, yeah, we <laughs> exploited. Like really, yeah, that will just you know they, now the keeper will make some like ridiculous saves like he did the other week because he's actually quite good as yeah, well. Is, what was your What yeah. was your favorite part of the game last night? The end. Um, yeah, the end of it was quite good. Or maybe like when Hume got injured, and I was just like, <laughs> "Oh well, well, we know what 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 type of evening we're in." Mine, for here. mine was um, when the commentator said that Charlie White had scored thirty goals already. Forty-six. Oh yeah, we yeah we had a good laugh. At yeah, that, didn't we? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. He's got thirty goals already. Oh yeah. Well, Let's stick right, on the well, commentator for a bit. Season's actually finished. Didn't he also <laughs> say about Denver Hume that Denver Hume was yes. Lee Johnson's first signing from Wigan or something yeah. bizarre what? like that? Like, and then who he could he even be getting them mixed up with here? Jordan Jones, oh, yeah. uh, USA International. Yes, yes. that was another yes. one. Yeah, he was and pissed at what, Statement? That, Keith Andrews was like absolutely loving it whenever Lincoln did anything good. Oh, like, I hate it, him. It, like a complete knob. Wouldn't mind him in the midfield at the minute, though. No, no. <laughs> He'd walk into it. <laughs> yeah, he would. And what, he would, then he would just walk as well, probably, because he's no, thousands. He was on those big thousands, though. Like black, black yeah, very old when he was, face. Like, 31. Yeah. Like, yeah. Permanently Milton 31. I remember watching him at Milton Keynes, like. <laughs> well, yeah, he did well. He did obvious. a job there. We need um, to mention the... Uh, we haven't mentioned it, have we? The siren from the corners. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. that was another entertaining thing. There were quite a lot of entertaining things when you yeah. take out like Sunderland being shit, and actually that was quite entertaining in an odd way because you're, like, you're used to it, aren't you? Um, a lot of weird things going on in that match. A commentator just saying wrong things, an air raid siren, Callum, Mc- <laughs> Callum McFadden like managing to be there as well. Um, but enough about the the first leg. What about the second leg, lads? Are we going to see a miracle? Are we going to overturn this? Are we going to get that early goal and get our optimism up? Uh, Craig, I'll come to you first. How do you see the game going? 3-0 win for me to link. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> no, there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know. Honestly, it's in some ways, there is this bizarre, after all of this angst and hatred for them and sick of them, you know, we were talking about not long ago who we would keep if we went into the championship. <laughs> and now it's we like, I wouldn't again? keep, what, uh, well, no. I wouldn't we'll keep any of them for League One. Exactly. Exactly. So with that, we're at the lowest ebb. To the point, of, you know, we we were at a point where we had really none of us were optimistic going into that game, and we've still managed to be disappointed by the way that they they fucked it up. Maybe there is something left in the tank. I reckon. Right, we're going to win it two nil, and uh, we're going to get knocked out on penalties. Oh well, there you I, go. I, I, That's I, it. Oddly, well, that would be. Oddly better. At least there'd be some fight there. At least we'd go down. There swinging. you go. Um, Matt, what about you? I sense you're not going to be as optimistic as Craig and we're not even going to get up to a penalty shootout. Uh, no, um, absolutely <laughs> not. We, I just can't see how... Well, we need to win by two goals and we're not going to do that. So we will end our season and Lee Johnson's tenure with <laughs> a 1-1... Draw, yeah. Well, that would be very, very. Chris Maguire scoring for us with five minutes to go. Uh, I think Chris Maguire should do the halftime challenge because he's not going (laughs) to do the halftime draw. Might as well, yeah. Get in the um, the Ron Guthrie slot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I agree, Matthew. I think one-one, but I think there'll be that 
one last time this season where the hook you're in with a bit of hope mm. will score after like 10 minutes and you mm. think right here we go the crowd will get up for it and then Lincoln will score in the set not like you know break our hearts like later on not one of those ones where they like catch us on the break in the 89th minute they'll equalize in about the 51st minute <laughs> yeah, you know what just I mean like, just so, after oh, half time and then we don't really force anything after that um, but really just throws strikers on yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't just, see Bruce. Th- yeah. Wow. Oh, well. He'll do his oh. thing where he moves people around. So at the end, we'll end the game with like 09 and he's fifth position. He's up front at this point with Bailey Wright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> It'll just be one of those weird things he does. Remy Matthews be sweating on this new deal, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on. Oh. At least it'll save us a few quid on Will Grigg as well because... Uh, we won't sure, have to pay too. more money for him, will we? No, yeah, fucking Nagger will still be here next season as well. Jesus <laughs> um, well, speaking of Nagger, he'll still be here this season. Uh, me and Matthew probably still will be doing the preview pod, but this is more than likely the last one. Well, depends if we get a new contract, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, uh, yeah. Like, re- like we Remy weren't Matthews. talking about keeping us for the championship, but <laughs> we, obviously. <laughs> we had an automatic extension if we went up. But no, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this is probably the last preview pod, bar in a mirror. You never know. Rory. You, you never, never know. know. You never know. Um, but you know, just in oh, case. I want no um, part of it if we have to do one for Wembley. No, you'll be all excited by then. Don't be daft. Don't be daft. Um, but we will be doing a reaction pod after the game against Lincoln. On uh, we'll be recording that together in a pub. It'll be like old reaction pods. Oh, no, exciting. And then you'll have uh, Gareth and Stephen back on Monday for the usual Monday pod. And then, uh, who knows, maybe there'll be a couple more after that. But if we're being honest with ourselves, probably not. Um, so thank you for enjoying or hate listening to the preview pod all season. We'll be back <laughs> either next week or next season. If you go into the game on Saturday... Try and enjoy it. It's going to be nice to be back in the stadium. Um, if worse comes to worst, we can just boo them off like oh, we did last time we were in the stadium when we drew 2-2 against <laughs> Gillingham. What a fitting way to return to the Stadium of Light. I'm sure you will all agree. But as always, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.